Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Corporate Pero Latinos podcast. This is Sofia, your host. For today's episode, I want to talk about why I seem to struggle so much with being an employee, whether that is working in corporate or not, or whether I'm working from home or in an office. So for anyone who doesn't really know my background, I have a degree in accounting and most of my experience has been in corporate finance and accounting. But more recently, I've transitioned into the human resources industry. I was fully remote for a whole two years and I am now having to set about 15,000 alarms to wake up early enough to go to the office every single day. But then when the workday ends, I get to come home and work on my baby, which is my corporate Pero Latina content and community. I get to. I don't have to. So when I was in college, my dream was to be a corporate employee, to work for a well-known company that made people go, oh, wow, when I told them where I worked. Why? Because I was attaching my whole identity to the person I would become as a professional Latina in New York City. However, what I didn't know back then was how much my interests, awareness, and mentality were going to change throughout my 20s. Today, I find myself in a brand new job that so far is actually giving me exactly what I was looking for. More free time to work on my content creation, new challenges without panicking, getting to work alongside another Latina, another Mexican, and overall a new experience to share with all of you. But I'm still not feeling very fulfilled. And I know you might be thinking like, yeah, calmate, Sofia, stay put somewhere. Or you might advise me to not speak too soon because I need to give it more time. But honestly, I think of it like dating. When you know, you know. Don't get me wrong, I plan on staying put for quite a while here because of all the pros that I just mentioned. But that doesn't stop me from joking around with my coworker saying, this is just my placeholder until someone discovers me and I become famous, okay? Porque se vale soñar. <laughs> or until I find a sugar daddy, whichever comes first. Anyway, but all jokes aside, I think my main problem has to do with our education system and society as a whole. Since grade school, society enforces specific structures into our lives to mold us into future promising employees. If you think about it, you've probably had a 9-to-5 type of schedule since you were a little kid. And then if you are a child of immigrant parents, their dream sometimes or oftentimes is for their children to become doctors, lawyers, accountants. So sometimes we make that our dream because we want to make our parents proud. At least that's where my mind was at when I chose accounting as a major. I mean, aside from believing that it was the only way I could make a good living and have a secure job. I remember when I started my first ever full-time job, I met this girl and she was already a senior associate. But she was very outgoing, very fun, loved to go out on the weekends. Uh, she loved hairstyling. That was like her true passion. And... I don't know how it came up, but one time she was like, oh yeah, I don't like telling people what I do for a living or where I work when I go out. I think we were at a bar or something. And I couldn't understand it. I was like, why? And she's like, because, you know, that's not who I am. It's what I do. It's just not who I am. I don't want it to define me. 
and in my head I'm like uh (laughs) like I'm over here trying to have everyone know where I work so anyway then you go to college and from my own experience I was taught how to account for big companies finances Meanwhile, I already had over 100k in student loan debt and was totally misusing my credit card as a college student. But I was also never required to take a personal finance class. I didn't start learning about the stock market and different types of investments a person can make to create passive income until 2020. And that was all on my own. And even then, I had too much debt to start investing when I wanted to. So, like, what kind of person would quit their corporate cushy job when they have so much debt and they already went to college to get that corporate job, right? I remember also being, like, one month into my career and deep down, I always knew this is not what I want to do. But you feel like you're stuck in a way. There is this term called the sunk cost fallacy, which I coined. I'm just kidding. I don't know who coined it, actually, but I learned from it in one of my economics classes. And it describes our tendency to follow through on something if we have already invested time, effort, or money into it, whether or not the current costs outweigh the benefits. And if that hasn't hit you yet maybe rewind and listen to that part again because this is exactly what happened to me for so long even though I already knew that I wasn't going to be happy doing what I was doing. I was always like well I've already worked so hard to get here and I've already spent so much money and have added on to my debt blah 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 to just drop it all. Uh Uh-uh I don't think so but Fortunately, or unfortunately for many businesses, I've turned into this person that wants to have a voice and I want the power to create change. But that's not the type of employee that organizations want. They might say they advocate for equality and for people speaking up, but that doesn't mean that they like it. So this has been on my mind because when I posted about getting a job in HR, A few people commented things like, oh, I can see you being in HR, or I feel like you could actually help people in HR um, as opposed to finance. But as I start settling into my new role, I've become very aware of the amount of say I have, which is none. Of course, I can guide employees and whatnot, but I have no decision-making power And that bothers me because being in HR, you might be able to see a lot of disparities in how employees are being treated. I have yet to encounter anything crazy, but I truly feel like as much as we want to speak up and change systems, it is so hard when you have the majority against you, especially if it's, you know, people that have been there for years and have that mentality of like, oh, that's just how things work around here. Even for people like me out there who are trying to expose corporations or industries because of their toxic work environment or practice, because we're also legally binded by all these contracts that businesses make you sign when you join in order to protect themselves. I totally understand it from a business perspective, but I just think that by being an employee, 
there is so much expressive restriction, which like obviously doesn't align with my content creation goals. <laughs> But anyway, all of that is to say that I don't want to pretend like I suddenly found the best job ever with work-life balance and I love my job because I don't. But I am learning a lot and will stay put until I feel secure enough financially to go off on my own and run with all my ideas like Anna Delvey up in these streets, but without the scamming, of course. So that's why I need to be patient. But for now, I will continue being the HR lady and see what happens. I definitely am not one to stay quiet. So if I see something, I will say something. And I bet that might be uh, an entertaining story to tell <laughs> without details. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I'm still very new. So... Looking forward to sharing more about this experience with you all. As always, I really appreciate those of you who tune into every episode and it's really rewarding when I get great feedback from you all. If you haven't rated the podcast on Spotify, please do or leave a review on Apple Podcasts since I finally got around to posting it on there too. I will likely have another guest for the next episode, so stay tuned for that. And I look forward to circling back. Kindest regards.